Hello everyone and welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast Season Number 4. Thank you all very much for downloading our show today wherever you are right now in this crazy world. I am your host, Robbie Cox. Now before we get into today's very special guest, I just wanted to let all our loyal listeners out there know that we have started our own line of merchandise for the podcast, now on sale right now. The original tees are out there. It's the OTB Crew line. Uh, we have many, many other clothing items coming your way, including hoodies, singlets, even socks. But for right now, we have the OTB Crew original tee available for purchase on our website. So please make sure you click on the link tree in our bio. Follow that link to our website to purchase yours today as well as being an awesome t-shirt which it definitely is it's equally as important because it's another way to support the podcast that you guys are loving each and every week we deliver all over the world so yes even our listeners in the usa or the uk can get their hands on some merch so what are you waiting for Jump on our Insta page right now, follow the link tree to our website and purchase an OTB Crew original tea today to become a part of the crew. But that's it. It's enough selling for one show. It's time to crack on with the show. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second inning. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. show is one of swimming australia and queensland's fastest rising stars of the pool she had a very very impressive national age championships earlier this year coming away with wait for it 14 medals in total on the gold coast it was also announced uh, earlier this year that she was going to be joining the junior australian team uh, as well as alongside australia's best up-and-coming athletes representing her club of st peter's western it's a massive welcome to off the blocks Swimming podcast for the very first time, Miss Ella Ramsey. Ella, how are you going, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Man, as I said, it's been a busy morning reshuffling interviews and got the coffee ready, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to rock and roll, and the coffee's kicked in. So I've got, I want to ask you obviously, your lockdowns and, and sort of COVID stuff up there this year hasn't been as bad as us here in Sydney. Yeah. But, you know, how have you been? Has it affected your training in any way? And what's been happening up there? So when we went into that lockdown, the snap lockdown, it um, affected uh, World Juniors and that got cancelled, which was pretty devastating mm. because that was my last year, but I'll move on from it. But <laughs> <laughs> now we're back in the water and we're slowly getting back into it, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What What do you guys do um, just to get like, obviously everybody out there has got their own um, programs that they're running through COVID and, and times where they can't hit the pool. You know, my swimmers are doing um, three, you know, Zoom sessions a week with us and one swimnastic session with, with Kirsten. So they're doing that. What What's Zoom sessions and what, what does that look like for you guys when you have to go into a lockdown? What do you do? Well, when I went into lockdown, I just woke up a bit earlier. So I'd do some um, bike 
or some aerobic sort of session. And then in the afternoons, I would do core with some of my swim mates. And if not, I was going on another run or bike ride. How do you go on the runs? Because typically swimmers, (laughs) swimmers do not make great runners. Yeah, I'm not very good at running. <laughs> I'm quite slow, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, if if you're if you're a great runner, you'd be a triathlete, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. be a swimmer. So that's that's <laughs> just the way it goes. Now, you mentioned just before, uh, you know, frustrating um, not being able to to you know compete um, for the the world juniors team, and I think it was gonna at first it was obviously you were gonna go to you know um, junior world champs that got cancelled, and then they end up trying to create a uh, Australian juniors versus uni teams, and yeah. then that that's got postponed. <laughs> it yeah. must be pretty frustrating. Obviously, you're young and, and very talented. You're going to have a lot of uh, opportunities into the future, but still, you know, if you look at all of those young swimmers that came through, they all had uh, that opportunity to be on a junior Australian team, and unfortunately, you guys missed out this year. Must have been hard. Yeah, I also missed out last year, which was pretty hard too. Mm. But um. Yeah, I guess I'll move on and just like shoot for the stars for like the open team and all that. So, yeah. Is that what you guys, you and your your coaches talk about in terms of there's no doubt they would be heavily involved in trying to help, you know, reshape your mindset and refocus and stuff like that? Is just that what you guys talk about, you know, sort of control what you can and and don't stress about what you can't? Control the controllables, yeah. That's the way. There you go. Write it down, everybody. That's the quote that everyone should live their life by, especially in COVID times, because there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Um, How much did you love the Olympics? Obviously, so many St. Peter's Westerns, you know, swimmers racing, and and obviously Dean was all over the TV as well. But, you know, not just that. Obviously, the Aussies had a a tremendous meet, and, you know, Kayla McEwen and Kate Campbell and uh, Zach Stone. Anyway, I could go on and on. How much did you love that? I loved it. It really inspired me. Yeah, I love watching Arnie race her 400 against uh, Ledecky. That was pretty amazing, like mm. her back end. I knew she had it, yeah. So, you know, obviously we all got to see Dean's reaction to that. What was your yeah. reaction in the uh, in your lounge room? Oh, well, I was at school watching okay. it. Yeah, so I had to be, like, quiet because I was actually in a class and I wasn't yep. supposed to be watching it. But- <laughs> I watched it anyway. Oh, they didn't even let you watch it? Like back when I was at school and the Olympics were on, they'd put it on TV for everyone to watch. Yeah, I don't, I'm not too sure if my teacher knew. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. It's only the biggest event in the world. I don't know how they don't know, but that's okay. That's all right. But, yeah, obviously, uh, as I said, you know, so many St. Peter's Western swimmers in in there. Um, as, as a young swimmer coming through that team yourself, that must give you a lot of hope and, and um, drive to be there yourself. Yeah. Well, I uh, train against um, Abby sometimes for breaststroke and she obviously made the Olympics. So Mm. that was pretty inspiring to see like my training partner who I normally race, like make the Olympics. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Now, obviously the other thing that's going on at the moment, well, there's two things going on. Number one is the Paralympics. Uh, And again, the Aussies have been killing it in there. I think um, some, you know, the medal tally I saw Yesterday was 24, but I know we've got a, you know, a fair few overnight, so that's nearly up to 30 now. Have you been watching much of that? Um, not much, no. <laughs> uh, I did watch a bit of the swimming in the first few days, but yep. the damn block is coming up, so. Oh, no, no, that's, that. that's okay. Head back in the books, head back in the books. And 
to your point, there is so much going on at the moment in terms of swimming because also we've got the ISL going on over in Italy. Um, is that something that, that you know, you're quite keen to get amongst at some point in your future? Are you excited that that's now an option for you as you get older, you know, maybe 19, 20 and yeah. wanting to get over into Europe anyway and have a bit of a look around and, you know, added bonus, you get to, to maybe do a bit of swimming while you're there. Yeah, I think it'd be so amazing, like, travelling the world just for, like, your sport. And then I love, like, team-based racing. So we do, like, um, state teams, which I really love. So mm. I think ISL is basically the same but, like, a bigger version. So I really want to do that. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. I was talking to um, Brendan Smith and Matt Temple, um, two of the young boys on the Aussie team, to um, – boys from Melbourne, um, and, and they're absolutely loving it. They're a part of the New York Breakers. Unfortunately, the Breakers aren't doing very well, So, but they're just, they're just enjoying the, that team environment, um, and they said to me it's, it's sort of nothing like they've ever had before, so they're really loving it. Yeah. What about the ASL, mate? Well, you know, obviously you would have heard um, the Australian Swim League is going to kick off. It was supposed to start at some point this year, but I think due to yeah, COVID. it was supposed to kick yeah. off this year, but I think they've postponed it to next year due to COVID. And all yeah, that. due to COVID. I'm sick of hearing that, due to COVID, due to yeah. COVID. But anyway, so it's kicking off next year. Uh, and and this sort of swimming league is is really more up your alley in terms of, you know, it's almost you're probably a target audience for, for who they want to bring into this swimming league because they want to get you guys ready, uh, up to speed and ready to be able to then go over to the International Swimming League. You must be excited for that as well. Yeah, it's basically like ISL. Yeah, so I reckon it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited just to see it to kick off because we, we don't really know what they're doing yet. Um, I don't think it's going to be a copy uh, of the the ISL. I think it's going to be slightly different. I think someone, I don't know, Ben Lani was telling me that they're going to incorporate para-athletes and, and maybe some of the juniors coming through as well. So that would be quite cool and, and very much more inclusive, which would be good. Uh, now, obviously, something I like to do here on the show is take the guests back. You know this because you're a fan of the show and you've listened to <laughs> most probably the most of the ones uh, that you listen to are your mates from, yeah. from St. Peter's Western. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Don't worry. I always <laughs> notice when a St. Peter's Western swimmer has been on because the uh, when I go into the um, listener stats, it tells me most of them are from Queensland. And uh, if I could pinpoint where they were, I'm sure they were up in Brisbane. So uh, I like to take all these swimmers back, mate, to the first time you were in and around the pool. What drew you to swimming? Why did you get involved? Well, my dad actually was an Olympian. So oh. he went to the, the 2000 Olympics for 200 fly. So I guess I was just chucked into the water because like he was, and he also owned like a learn to swim business. So at our house, which was really cool. So I just was thrown into that. And then he started up his own squad and I moved into squad when I was like six years old. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Now, obviously with dad being an Olympian, uh, that, that inspired you. Did you see much of it? Did he get the old videos out? So Ella, come on, let's have a look at this again. This is, this is what dad <laughs> used to do. Look how good he was going. I've never actually seen him race. So You've never, I've never seen watched, it. I've never watched the video. No. Oh, mate, you've got to get on YouTube. I've actually tried searching up his like um, race at the Olympics, but I never found it. I'll see what I can do. I'll have a look around. I'll see if I, I'll, I'll flick it to you. you. Just get this random video on your day. Was he sending me a video? And there he is, butterflying away. Um, did you get amongst any other sports when you were younger? Obviously, you're still young, so I don't want to say you're old, but yeah. you know what I mean, as you're growing up? 
Yeah, I did um, quite a lot of school sport. So when I was in primary school, I did like basketball and touch for just like the school teams. And then I also did like club netball and club like rep netball, which was good. Oh, nice. You didn't get too many injuries from netball, did you? I don't want to like shit can yeah. netball, but yeah. all I my swimmers that. always get like ankles and knees. and. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I didn't really have that many injuries, if not many. Yeah. Lucky, lucky you. Now, <laughs> you. speaking of being lucky, I'm about to ask you about any sort of heroes and idols, and, and you're in a really fortunate position that, you know, quite a lot of swimmers in Australia idolise the people that you get to train with. So obviously some of those are going to be amongst it, but who else, you know, are your heroes and, and sort of idols that you look up to? Um, well, I look up to all the like Olympians in our group. Like obviously I want to be like them in the future, but I also look up to my dad because he like, I'm close to him. So yeah. then I like know what he's been through and like we can just have like a normal conversation about it too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always nice, isn't it? Especially and not everybody gets that. I guess, um, fortunate position. Um, a lot of parents are always trying to help the kids. So when you yeah. hear this parents, I'm not trying to <laughs> talk down to you, but yeah. sometimes they've never been in those positions. So as much as they're trying to say, they understand they, they really can't cause they've just never had yeah. to wake up so many mornings and all that sort of stuff and put in the effort that you guys do. How nice is it to have uh, dad, you know, when he's parting those words of wisdom, you know, well, I've got to listen cause he has been there. He's done this. Yeah, it's great. Like he's like done what I want to do. So like he knows what he's been through, like what he needs to get there. So like I kind of know what I have to do to like get there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very nice. Now, what do you enjoy most about swimming? Is it training with your mates? Is it competing, being a part of the team? And two part to that question, has that changed over the years? Because I hear quite a lot especially as a coach with my own swimmers, when they start, they really like being around their mates and that's how they get into it. But as they start to get better, then their competitive juices start flowing and then all of a sudden it's more that competitive aspect. You know, what's it like for you? So when I was training with my dad, because he used to be my coach when I was younger, up until 12, when I moved to St. Peter's, I was like a really bad trainer. Like yep. I would like scream at him, like not scream, but like just yell and be like, talk back. And like, I'd get kicked out of the pool. <laughs> and then when I moved to St. Peter's that like obviously shifted because like I couldn't like back chat cause that's rude. And mm. like, it wasn't like my dad was there to like, yeah. But um, I really love the racing aspect of swimming. Like I love getting up and competing against other, like other people. I really love racing, yeah. Yeah, good. Well, I think it's a mark of, of the best swimmers, that's for sure. They, they enjoy that competitive aspect. Um, yeah. It's kind of different at times, especially as a young swimmer, isn't it? You, you hear quite often <clears throat> that tra- swimmers love training, but when they go to compete, th- that's when the anxiety hits and, and the yeah. stress and all that sort of stuff. And it's sort of the opposite of like playing soccer or netball or whatever it is where everyone doesn't want to go to training. They quite often miss the week of training, yeah. but they're all excited to go and race a uh, play. So um, swimming is is quite often different to that, but it's good to hear that, uh, you know, the race day is, is what you get up for. Now, yeah. uh, a lot of swimmers have big meets, qualifying times that they're trying to achieve. Um, you've obviously knocked a fair few of those off uh, along the way, but there's swimmers out there now that might not have a state time that listen to this. What struggles have you been through as a young swimmer? It might have been when you were 
you know, 11 or 12. It might not be now, but cast your mind back. Was there ever a time where you were striving to get maybe a national time or, or things like that and things just weren't quite going right for you? In my first nationals, it was at Brisbane. Um, I didn't have the best meet. I was that was when the age groups were like combined, so like twelve and thirteen. So I didn't really like like not making the finals and like not meddling individually. So I think that pushed me. But then also last year I had like a rough patch where like my iron iron levels were pretty low. So like I had like minimal energy and like yeah. Yeah. How did you go with that sort of stuff? Obviously you get medical advice there, but yeah. <laughs> how, did you, how did you go mentally coping with that? Because this is one thing I think a lot of people don't understand about athletes is it's one thing to understand that you have, uh, you know, some sort of a, a, an issue that you've got to deal with. It's not yeah. forever. It's just for now, but your mind is still racing so much. So, you know, just to put this in context, talking to people who, you know, get like glandular fever and things like that, where they've really got to pull everything back and and just take it easy for a while. But their mind is still saying, but no, I, I want to go. I want to go. Look at that. There's there's the girl I race and she's swimming really fast right now. How's that to deal with? So I was like actually training quite well. Like my times were better than what I'd previously done before COVID. But like when I went to short course, like my times were probably the worst. <laughs> times I've ever been and mm. just like I had no energy so I was like really confused on like why my training times were like good but like my racing wasn't good so then after that my coaches suggested to go for like a blood test and then like it came up with like it was like in the good spot of the iron levels but like within the low range so yeah. now I just like take tablets and like I'm fine now <laughs> yeah well it's a good lesson for all the young listeners out there that you know it's not always that yeah. you're not training hard enough or your coach doesn't know what they're talking about because that, yeah. that's what happens quite often. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a matter of just doing a bit of investigation and, and the yeah. answer is always there somewhere. You've just got to look for it. Um, other sort of hurdles, mate, have you ever had any struggles with, with nerves before a race or, you know, trying to understand and, and execute a race plan? Has there been any sort of struggles like that you've had to overcome? Um, I get quite nervous, but, like, I don't, like – it's like good nerves. So like I use them to my advantage and like, yeah, I don't really, yeah. I don't get like anxious before a race. Just like, yeah, nerves. Mm. What are you thinking about before a race? Are you focused on your race plan? Obviously there's different points of before your race. I understand that. I'm not like talking like right behind the blocks. Obviously that's when you're switched on and you're ready to go. Yeah. But if you're in like marshalling or, you know, just warming up, yeah. what are you focused on? Are you just in the moment and doing what you need to do? Well, in warm-up, I'm pretty chill, but I like to hit my time so then I get, like, more confidence for my race. Um, in warm-up, oh, in marshalling, I like to talk to my friends and just, like, get my mind off it. Mm. And then when I, like, walk out into the corridor before my race, I, like, that's when I try and, like, get my head switched on and, like, think about, like, my race and, like, what my coach has tell, told me to do. Yeah, no, it's good advice, but I think it's a great plan. Um, not everybody is able to do that. Everyone's got their own things that they're working on, but I think that's definitely the right way to go about it for all the listeners out yeah. there. Um, we're going to get to your nationals on the Gold Coast in a minute, uh, and goddamn, there's a lot of racing. What What are your favourite events to race in the pool? You've, you're very varied in, in what you can cover, but what are, are you know two or three of your favourite races you love to, to get in and go? 
I really like the breaststroke events. Yeah, they're pretty different. And then um, the IM. I quite enjoy the IM. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, do you and, like it because yeah. it's different? It's varied. You've got all the different strokes in one. Like, what do you like most about it? I like it because I am like, you can see like the swimmers like advantages and disadvantages and like the race like switches up. It's not all just like all together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, very good. I like it. Um, and it's sort of one of the reasons why, again, I like um, the IM, the mixed relay at the moment, the mixed IM relay, because yeah. it's just so varied and different. Yeah. Everyone's got different strengths and different weaknesses. So, yeah, you're right. It makes it a lot more uh, interesting, obviously, as a competitor, but from yeah. a spectator's point of view, it definitely yeah. does as well. Uh, let's talk about this year's Age Nationals results. Um I don't want to keep harping on it, but it's, it's just <laughs> when I was going through, I was like, bloody hell. So 14 medals in total, uh, which is crazy. Six of those were in relays, and I'll, I'll get to the relay stuff in a minute. It was a pretty long buildup, though, to those championships. The, the nationals before had been cancelled, and uh, as you said, uh, yeah. the teams and stuff like that were cancelled as well due to COVID. So it was a long, long buildup. How much obviously success you were very successful but how much did you enjoy just getting out and, and racing again that week on the gold coast yeah i love nationals it like you can you get to see like all your friends from different states which is really good and then like it's just more competitive than stage so yeah i really enjoy it yeah it was a long build-up though wasn't it as you like we said like there was a lot of things that were cancelled and so you know what were you like were you super excited going into that were you a little bit obviously you would have set high goals and and the bar pretty high for yourself well I was like training well leading up into the nationals so I was pretty confident and then yeah we had like um we went away to Mackay in the beginning of the year for training mm. camp and that like got me real fit which was good <laughs> and then yeah what was Mackay like would have been pretty hot um yeah it was hot yeah pretty sunny yeah nice you work yeah. on your tan yeah yeah oh that's so many of the swimmers that are going over to Italy right now for the ISL uh, obviously, they're excited to be with their teammates, but they're really excited to get over there and get in the in the warm weather of uh, of Europe and work on their tan. Um, just to break down this medal count that I keep talking about, just so that the listeners can truly sort of get an appreciation of the level of success. You had six individual gold medals, two individual silver medals, four gold medals with relays, and two silver medals with relays. Now, you know, for me to go through all of these races would we'd be here all day. You know, you were there, you were amongst it. What were your favourite races that week, if you can cast your mind back? Well, I was really happy with my 400 IM result. I hadn't PB'd, that in, PB'd since, like, 2019 Nationals, which was pretty two years ago. Mm. And then... Um, I was pretty impressed with my 100 free because I didn't know... I hadn't been training like freestyle speed, so I didn't know where I was sitting. And like I knew Sydney would be like really competitive with me, but yeah. I really well, enjoyed, yeah. Yeah. Well, and as I said, so varied. I mean, it's not quite often you see someone win a 50 freestyle and also a 400 IM. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the, the training's paying off there. Yeah. <laughs> now, 
we look at um, your versatility in the pool and it, it forces me sort of as a coach to, to look ahead in terms of the future and given the success that we've just seen with your teammate, Molly O'Callaghan, in Tokyo, do you think it's important at the moment to be versatile in terms of your 50 speed, being able to swim a really good 200 freestyle as well? Because that might just land you, as it did for Molly, uh, you know, in the team for relay spots, which there's nothing wrong with that at the moment with you guys being so young. It's actually a perfect way to sort of slowly build your way into the Australian team. Yeah, well, I do a broad range of events, obviously, but I don't know if I want to, like, condense it yet. I probably just want to see where, like, the event takes me, like, which one, like, chooses me rather than, like, me choose it. So, yeah, I'll yeah. just keep training I am. So then, like, all the strokes, like, improve, hopefully. So then, yeah. Well, we'll get to it a little bit later. Obviously, your IM um, continued to get very successful and, and you had a really good result um, at trials um, yeah. just before the Olympics, and we'll get to that in a minute. But six medals with the club, St. Peter's West as well, uh, mate, all up, obviously, you know, with the individual success you had, but relay success, how good was it to, to get – you know, some good racing in with your mates and added bonus, obviously, you know, very successful racing, yeah. but most important part, how fun is it to, to race with your mates? I really enjoy relays. It's just like, it's, it's not as nervous. You don't get as nervous for it, but like you get like, yeah, it's like different. <laughs> yeah. And like, I love like being with my friends and like racing with them. Like you're not by yourself. It's more of like a team. Well, it is a team, but like, yeah, you're racing for them, not just yourself. Yeah. I guess there's always two ways to think about relays, isn't there? And especially as you start to, you know, get into those Queensland teams and then Australian teams and build and build is that you can either go in there and the pressure's off because it's a, you're in there with your mates and it's a bit yeah. more relaxed or you can go in there and the pressure's right on because you don't want to let your, your teammates yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, your favourite sessions of the week? Obviously, you guys train pretty hard there at St. Peter's Western. Um, do you have any favourite sets of the week, any days, mornings, afternoons when you're going in with a bit more of a smile on your face because you know this is a, a session you really like? Well, on Friday, we normally do like 5K choice. I really like that because, like, you can just choose your own set and, like, what you do. Like, you don't have to worry about the coaches giving you, like, a hard set. Yeah. But then also it's like, oh, like I only have one more session after this and it's like the weekend after that. So, yeah. Oh, so you like the, the feeling of you're almost there. It's sort of yeah. like that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about toughest sets you've done? Is have there any sets that stand out in your mind that, uh, I don't want to say broke you, but when you got out, you were just exhausted, quite proud of yourself that you've done a good job, but at the same time you're like, damn, that nearly got me. Um, well, in Darwin before Olympic trials, we did like a 400, 200 set and that was really hard. Like that was a distance set and I don't normally do distance, but seeing so like the age groupers were like on a break, we had to get like more fitness. So mm -hmm. Dean was like, oh, like you're doing the distance set on like this Thursday afternoon. And mm -hmm. like, it was horrible. Like I hated it. <laughs> do you, do you roughly know what it was? Can you remember a little bit of it? Um, uh, it was like 400 under like a certain time. I think it was maybe like 450 or four. Yeah. Something like that. And then like 200 IM, but yeah. it was like 
a hundred fly, a hundred back. And then, yeah, it was like four times through of that. And then I think there was like fifties after it, which was like changing the speed from like aerobic to like speed. It was just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Exhausted after it, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to get to your coaches in a moment, but firstly, your club, St. Peter's Western, um, you know, it's probably been the most represented club on this podcast. That's for sure. I, I think, and that's just due to the amount of superstars you guys have from, you know, a senior level to a junior level um, and, and many more juniors coming through as well that I'm sure are going to come on for a chat. Talk to me about the club culture uh, that you guys have. It's one as a coach myself, I've admired from afar for, for a long time. And obviously, you know, you guys, um, uh, having great consistent results in the pool at all levels, as I said. So obviously that team culture is very strong, great history in the club as well. If you go way back, you know, the success is all there. What do you think helps, uh, you know, you guys do sorry so well that makes the club so strong? Well, I think everyone's mindsets are probably like, oh, like we're at St. Peter's, like it's like the best club in the world. Like you don't want to like, miss this opportunity it's like you want to train hard like use the sets to your advantage and like it'll get you fit but then like everyone's like super nice like and then like everyone gets along really good and like our bonds are super tight which is good yeah nice so obviously um working with like-minded people yeah yeah in keeping with that mate your training environment um, so many great athletes around, as I said, obviously, um, you know, you've got Ariane Tipness, Mitch Larkin, Elijah Winnington, Molly O'Callaghan. Yeah. I don't want to keep going because I'm going to miss someone, but there's there's yeah. a thousand people there I know. Yeah. Uh, and many, as I said, have been on the show. Um, but it's not just at that senior level, at, at a junior level as well. The team is absolutely stacked with great athletes. How good is it to be in that training environment that you know everybody around you is pushing themselves to be better? So you've got to be pushing yourself to be better as well. Yeah, well, I love, like, training against, like, someone. I don't like, like, training by myself, like, because then I just get, like, bored. But, um, yeah, I love, like, training with, like, minded people because, you know, like, they, like, want the same outcome as you. And, like, if you see them get the outcome, like, you know, like, your outcome's not far off, like, what they're going to achieve. Mm. Did yeah. you take that sort of away from what you saw Molly be able to achieve at trials and then go on to do? Uh, at the Olympic Games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. How much, uh, you know, watching those seniors around you and training with those guys, yeah, keeps spurring you on to make those senior teams? Yeah, so as I said, I train against like Abby and Breaststroke and then sometimes Molly and Freestyle, sometimes rarely, but because I'm training IM, so I like have to mix up the strokes. But yeah, seeing them go off to like the Olympics and like, do all the stuff they did there and then before it and then after it. Like, that's pretty inspiring. Like, I want to do that when I yeah. get older, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you, mate. It's a, it sounds like a terrific, um, you know, team environment to be yeah. around. Now, talk to me about your coaches, Dean Boxall, uh, Maxine Sear, and, you know, two of the best coaches in Australia. There's no doubt about that. How have they helped take your swimming to the next level since you moved over? Well, obviously, they're set making. So their sets are pretty tough, but, like, they know what to do to like get you to the where you want to be. And then like Dean's crazy, obviously, but like he knows how to like push people. And then Maxie. 
Maxie's been taking us the past few weeks while Dean's been away and she's like, she pushes us real hard, which is very good. Yeah, nice. Is it almost like from an outsider looking in, is it a bit of a yin and yang situation? Is is she the the calm when the, when the hurricane's going on? I know obviously Dean wouldn't always be like, there's going to be some down times, yeah. but you know what I mean. Maxie's probably more calm than Dean, yes, but yeah. like she can obviously like G you up and everything and just like when you're obviously not doing something right, like she'll get mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. They look like, uh, yeah, they work together really well. It looks like a really good, yeah. um, you know, team of coaches there, which is yeah. is awesome. Now, obviously, it feels like a, a lifetime ago, but in reality, it wasn't that long ago that we had Olympic trials down in Adelaide. You were there, you competed, did quite well. You know, you saw some pretty good PBs and made the final, the 200 IM, um, finished fourth with, a, you know, another great PB. What was that experience like? Well, um, sorry. I didn't have much confidence going into the meet because I had like a two week break after age nationals and like didn't really do anything. <laughs> so like I was training well, but not as well as I knew I could have like before age nationals. But um, well, the hundred fly was first and I kind of surprised myself with that because it was like really close to my PB and then the 100 freestyle and breaststroke weren't as good. <laughs> but um, I just really wanted to give, like, the 200 IM a good crack because, like, I mostly came to Olympic trials for that event and, like, I really wanted to make, like, the A final and get, like, a chance to race, like, the older guys and, like, give it to them and, like, see what I could do against them. Yeah, well, how did you go? Obviously, as I said, you came fourth in that 200 IM. What yeah. lessons did you learn from from that race and, and being in there and amongst it? What did you take away and how was that experience for you? Um, it's probably not as nerve-wracking as I thought it was going to be. Like, I already got myself to the final, so I knew I, like, earned the spot to, like, be up against those girls, which was good. And then racing against them, it wasn't really as different, but, like, it was. Yeah, because I had, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I guess... For all the listeners out there, you know, for you personally, it's probably, <clears throat> whilst it's um, no doubt a little bit nerve-wracking at times, but, you know, let's let's be honest, you are in and around those sort of athletes at the moment within your own training environment. You're in racing situations with those sort of yeah. higher elite athletes. So when you're there now racing them, although they're, you know, training different clubs and, yeah. um, you know, it, it probably feels a little bit more familiar than say it would to, you know, yeah. a country girl who trains by herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Nate, you are living the dream. Now, balancing school and swimming is not easy. We all know that. Um, obviously, you're trying to do that at the moment. Um, yeah, some can do it successfully, some don't, some struggle, some kill it. What's it like for you? So I was recommended to do like a three-year senior, but I really did not want to do that because I didn't want to be like at school for another year because I don't really enjoy school that much, but like... Yeah. I love seeing my friends like I don't I like rather like I love like homeschooling like when we did like online learning and during COVID that was I really enjoyed that because like you could just like get your work done within like a short amount of time whereas like when you're at class like <laughs> it like jibbers on and like like when like the class is disruptive like you have to stop work and like yeah so what obviously 
you know, from a young age, you've been, you know, swimming. So has it always been, you know, have, has there been some difficulties growing up and, and balancing swimming and school? Obviously, maybe more so now that you're getting a bit older and the, the training side of things has really ramped up. I'm assuming, yeah. you know, at 10 years old, you weren't doing a thousand <laughs> sessions a week. Well, I hope you weren't anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, has it always been easy, hard, like how have you balanced that sort of stuff? Do you have to have a, a schedule each week so you know where you are at at each time so you can sort of get your head around it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm given like the luxury of having like spares during school. So I use those to my advantage and like get all my schoolwork done in those. So like I don't have to worry about schoolwork. Like when I get home from training, I just like have dinner, go to bed. And like I'm pretty organized with my schoolwork. I like to like get my drafts in pretty early and like <laughs> not like leave it to the last minute. Like so then I can just worry about swimming after I've done my schoolwork. And yeah. Yeah, good. Good advice. I think that's probably the best advice for everyone is um, that's listening is trying to be as best prepared for everything yeah. as you can and, and be on top of stuff, which yeah. isn't easy. Even <laughs> in life, mate, as you get older and you're an adult, it's not easy to be on top of everything. Uh, I can assure you. Now, I like to finish uh, my chats with a little bit less serious questions because I think it gives us a good insight yeah. into <laughs> into what Ella's like at home and, and away from swimming. Um, so when I uh, throw them out to you, mate, you just throw it straight back, first thing that comes to your head. What's your favourite music? What do you like to listen to? <laughs> uh, my favourite music? Um, mm, well, I listen to like a broad range of music. Like I have different playlists for like swimming, like gym, and then like my car when I'm driving. Like, yeah, I don't really have like a set music type. I listen to everything. Okay. Oh, it's probably a good way to be. Um, yeah. Similar to me, like when I grew up as a youngster, my mum only ever really listened to the radio. So yeah. I just grew up on just like pop songs and, you know, it might have yeah. been a rap song, but it was a rap song that you heard on the radio. So yeah. it wasn't until I got older and hanging around mates where I started to get a little bit more in depth with different <laughs> music because yeah. oh, it was crazy. I remember hearing like something silly like, I don't know, the Rolling Stones for the first time or something yeah. like that. And a mate's like, how do you not know about them? Like, because mum only ever had the radio on. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what it's like. Don't worry. Uh, what are some of your favourite movies to watch? Um, I love um, 10 Things I Hate About You. That I really like that movie. It's like it's older, but, like, yeah, I really like it. So I was going to say, who got you into that? Because it's definitely before your time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I just saw it on, like, Netflix one day or maybe it was Stan. I don't know. One of the two. But I was it like, is it. Yeah, it is a good movie. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about your favourite meals? When you're really, really, really hungry and you just want your favourite food, what is it? I really like Mexican, like nachos, tacos, like burritos. Yeah, I really enjoy those. It is a good choice. It's very hard for us at the moment, especially in lockdown, to not have that at least yeah. once a week. Like I'm cr- yeah. every at least once a week, I feel like let's can we, can we get a burrito. I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about favorite TV shows to binge watch? Oh, I have heaps. Like I watch like The Block at the moment, which is getting pretty heated. Mm-hmm. And then I watch Home and Away too. But on Netflix, like I watch The Good Doctor. Maybe yep. that's on Stan. Yeah, The Good Doctor. And I've yeah, I've watched heaps. Like. There's a long list of them. 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's um, there's so much going around. There's also on Netflix. I think there's a show called Outer Banks that I know a lot oh, of the young kids are watching. Yes, Have you been watching that? that? Yeah. <laughs> Is it good? Yeah, so good. <laughs> I almost clicked play the other day because obviously I, I do the OTB crew and Lani and Josh and a few of those guys were all like, "Oh, Outer Banks, it's so good." So I almost clicked yeah. play and I was like, oh. "I definitely recommend it." <laughs> All right, we might we might have to give it a run. Uh, what yeah. about TikToks? What are your favorite TikToks to watch? Oh, I have a very weird for you page. Like it's not like the dances and all that. It's just like I don't even know. It's just like yeah, but I don't really have a favorite TikTok to watch. <laughs> how often? Like how long are you sitting there scrolling through? Like I don't have tiktok i don't i don't look at it but I, my wife loves yeah. it and every time we go into bed sit down i put on a show and then all i can hear is just the tiktoks as she yeah. scroll, scrolls through it so how long do you spend on there just looking through them um i'm not really like on tiktok that much like oh. i'm more on snapchat to be honest like but when i get home like i just want to like get into bed like after like a hard training session so i don't really like scroll through my phone because like if I would, like, I'd, like, be there for ages and then, like, I'd lose sleep and everything. <laughs> it's a good point you make, though, and especially being a teenager. How important is it to, to when you get home after training and you go into bed to absolutely yeah. switch off? Like, this is, yeah. I'm hoping my swimmers are listening to this right now anyway because this <laughs> is one thing that they absolutely don't do, especially the boys. <laughs> Constantly, I get their parents are telling me, can you speak to them, please? I caught him at like 1 a.m. sneaking out to get his phone. <laughs> so how important is it to put the phone down and just switch off? Yeah, well, I have like a bedtime alarm on my phone, so it like reminds me like you need to go to bed. like, And like I go to bed like fairly early, like around like 8.30. So <laughs> I went to bed quite early and like, yeah, I know when to switch off. Well, fair enough too. After some of the days that I know you guys would have with, you know, yeah. double training sessions and schoolwork yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So recovery and uh, sleep is very, very important and underrated, I think. Um, yeah. What are some of your favourite quotes? Have you got any from Dean or Maxie or anything from Dad or any favourite quotes that you keep with you? Um, No, but <laughs> I used to have this quote up on my wall where it's like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So, it, is, yeah. it is a classic and, an, and a very yeah. true one at that. So good one, yeah. mate. Um, when we redo this interview, I'm hoping you've got the answer to this. You would, have, you would have known this was coming, I hope. When we redo this interview in two, three years' time, whenever it is, um, I said two or three years' time and then like Molly I had back the next year. So who knows when it is. Yeah. But when we redo this, what would you like me to be adding to that intro about you at the top? Um. I'd really like to make an open team. So like a senior team member of the Dolphins would be pretty cool. Absolutely, mate. And as yeah. I said, uh, I think it's always good to make sure you, you set your goals and uh, you're well on your way to, to getting there. And thank you very much for coming on for a chat today. We, we had a little bit of backwards and forwards and trying to make it work. And time didn't work for you and time didn't work for me, but we got here today, which is which is good, and I'm, I'm glad we did. And thank you for taking the time to come on for a chat, mate. And good luck with everything you've got coming up in terms of state and then obviously next year. Um, yeah. Age Nationals is next year your last Age Nationals? No, this year was my last year. So I'm in the Opens next year. <laughs> oh, how do you feel about that? No, I'm excited for that because I knew Olympic trials were open, so, like, I'd get a good taste of it before Open Nationals, which was good. 
Yeah, great attitude to have, mate. Well, obviously, yeah, eight nationals next year, Open Nationals, your first one. Yeah. So good luck with all of that. Um, thank and thank you very much for coming on for a chat. No worries. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our good friends at Pro Swim Workouts. Thank you all once again for downloading the show today. Your continued support is always appreciated. And don't forget to check out our other weekly podcast, the OTB Crew Podcast, where I'm joined each week by Lani Pallister, Lachlan Carter, and Josh Edward-Smith. We talk a whole lot of swimming. The crew give their own unique insider perspective on what's going on in the world of swimming, as well as special guest Olympians joining the show for some fun. We also talk music, movies, other sports, and generally just have a good laugh. If you're looking for a fresh swimming podcast with a bit of mainstream twist to it, this is definitely the one for you. Join us every Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for all the fun. I just want to-